Hey folks, how are ya? This is your host, Andrew Dorward of the Bill Bay Biography Podcast. Very excited to be here with you. Talking all about travel today. When Bill caught the travel bug. And we also hear a little bit from my grandma, Barbara Bay. She chimes in, sits in for a little bit. Helps fact check the stories that he's telling. Yeah, we talk a lot. They've, they've been to a lot of places. So this is a long one, but stay locked here. It's, it's, it's well worth it and a lot to learn from. Talk a lot about culture, about people, places, of course. So stick with us. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to us by Julie Vandenbark. Thank you, Aunt Julie, for supporting the show. Hope you're listening too. Shouts out to the Vandenbark fam. And as always, we got a Facebook page. I probably am not as active as I should be on it, but it's there. Please check it out. Please support the show, a Bill Bay biography. That's the name of the page. B-E-Y on that bay. And let us know how we're doing. What do you think of the show? Also, I have an email. I'm just remembering an email now, four episodes in. And that is Bill Bay Pod, B I L L B E Y P O D, at gmail.com. That's the official email of the Bill Bay Bio Podcast. So please, if you have any thoughts, concerns, send them our way. Love to hear from you guys. I hope I can hear from you. I'd like to get some feedback. Tell me how I'm doing. That's really all I want to know. Am I doing a good job? But anyway, thanks for being here. And let's get into it. Episode four, Bill Bay. Okay, so um, what was it? The last time we were talking, you mentioned that you're... Um, that through work you're able to travel if you if you yes. saved enough yes um so is, is that something you had always had at was that at merrill lynch or is that that still uh no actually uh that started uh well i don't even see when it started uh, it definitely got the bug when i was in the military and spent time in germany mm-hmm. and uh used uh the, the triumph tr3 to get around uh, and see different parts of the of europe um i would say that uh after i got back as a matter of fact um before i uh took the job at um uh, Great Lakes Mortgage, and someday we should talk. Sometime we should also talk about my different jobs. Yeah. But in any event, um, I had to uh, pass the um, brokerage exam, and uh, in order to uh, take it, you had to study a certain amount of lessons at a certain time. And uh, I was uh, just new at Merrill Lynch at the time, and I requested of my boss if I could, instead of studying the lessons one a week, if I could study uh, more than one or two a week and uh, uh, get through the process uh, fast enough so that I could take a trip, so my uh, Barbara and I could take a trip to, uh, and I forget where we were going, I think it was Egypt, um, 
to uh, see that before uh, I got back and then had to go and take the brokerage exam, which was held in New York. Um, and uh, he was nice enough to let me. So uh, I definitely know I was traveling um, before I started at uh, Merrill Lynch. And I am I'm positive that I was also uh, traveling when I was with uh, uh, Great Lakes Mortgage and uh, some of my other. Uh, it, just, it, it just seemed like for two things. Number one, it gave us a chance to get away from the kids. And if you think about it, if, you're, if your whole life is, is r around uh, little people and trying to keep them happy and all that you really need a break from that and so uh taking a two to three week uh, trip out of the country was uh, uh, helpful not only in getting away from the kids but learning something too about what's going on in the world and we uh if we if you ever get a uh, as a part of this if we ever, we ever start talking about all the different countries we were at i think everybody would be amazed um mm -hmm. but uh that probably occurred back when uh and certainly i remember the auditing taking place when i was with uh, great lakes mortgage um so uh I would say that 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 probably started uh, uh, at that time. Okay, so you think you went to Egypt first, or oh no, I, we we've been to uh, all. I all I, I do remember. Um, uh, uh, talking with somebody about traveling and they uh, at that time everybody went to uh, uh, the Caribbean uh, you know and cruises and all that kind of thing which is logical if you live up here in Illinois mm -hmm. and especially in the winter time like and as I mentioned our traveling uh, was generally at that time January and February because of the auditing being done and then having that time to do it as a way of getting uh, through uh, the, the, the travails of, of dealing with the audit and then also uh, getting away from home at mm -hmm. that time and uh, so uh, countries in the, in the southern hemisphere were really the ones that we mainly went to uh, and Egypt uh, fit the pattern quite well here uh, and it was a very interesting trip. What can you tell me about that uh, different cultures there? Uh, Egypt um, well, it, it's an interesting country. It was part of a tour that I took. We took not only to Egypt, but we took it to Israel, mm. and we took it to, um, uh, let's see, what were the other? Oh, uh, um, let's see, uh, uh, Jordan, and uh, we... Uh, actually even got up into Syria. Um, uh, but the interesting thing about uh, the Egypt thing at that time, um, the, uh, Latin, the Arabian countries were not getting along with Israel at all. And in order for us to uh, actually cross the border, um, we had to get an Israeli uh, passport, of course, but they didn't put it in our passport book because the theory was if we had an Israeli um, indicator in our passport book, it might uh, uh, impede our ability to go to other parts of the Arabian uh, countries. And so um, at this time we were supposed to leave uh, Egypt and head over to uh, actually at that time we were in Jordan in uh, Amman Jordan and uh, we were supposed to uh, then head over uh, to Israel and um, 
they said that we couldn't get in at that particular day because it was, uh, I'm going to say, the opening of the Koran or whatever the uh, Israeli uh, Bible is, for want of a better term. Mm -hmm. And so um, the border was closed that day. So we were offered a choice of either staying at the hotel and enjoying the hotel facilities or getting in a bus and going up to um, Damascus, Syria. Um, and uh, uh, some people decided the hotel, but we, we obviously chose to go to Damascus. <clears throat> and at the time, as uh, we went up there, uh, we had to keep the shades down on the windows. We could not look out because the theory was we may see some armaments and things, and that was not something Americans apparently should see, <laughs> and especially coming from Israel. Yeah. And so, uh, or rather from, from Jordan. And so uh, we, we went up to Damascus, uh, and uh, we got there just before lunch. Uh, we took a bit of a tour, um, and then we had a nice lunch, and then we went and uh, visited uh, the uh, John the Baptist, apparently. Uh, they had a memorial to him, and they may have had some of his uh, remnants there. Uh, what I do remember is you had to take your shoes off before you could go in, and Barbara just had problems like galore with that. She did not want to take her shoes off, but she had a choice. You either sit outside and wait for us or you take your shoes off so mm. she ultimately took her shoes off and uh, and went in and walked around barefoot uh, mm -hmm. getting all the diseases that uh, happens to your feet when oh, you're yeah. when you're in a, a, a place like uh, uh, John the Baptist's uh, <laughs> memorial area um, yeah, a lot of fear and, gone yeah there. and it was really but it was uh, and the other thing I do remember um, running into a guy because when we go into a, um, a place where there's people uh, circulating and all that I always manage to say hello and hi and you know that kind of stuff and some people ignore you and some people re respond back and um, I remember this one guy said are, are you American and I said yes I am and he said well I have a, a brother he lives in New York his name is such and such and I said gee I don't think I know him mm -hmm. I mean the thought of just having a brother that's in New York City who would basically I would know uh, yeah, just sort stretch. of a it, it just made me uh, it got my attention for want of a better way to say it but mm -hmm. it was it was interesting because uh, uh, we did see a lot and um, I, I honestly and that's the only time I've I've been in Syria to be honest with you um, but it, it was it was interesting uh, the, the, the town itself and there was a, a lot of uh, um, things to see a lot of which I don't remember other than that John the Baptist thing and I probably wouldn't even remember that if Barbara didn't have trouble taking Taking her shoes off, right? <laughs> uh, but um, but the rest of the trip was a good trip too. It was very very because we were in Israel and uh, when we were in Egypt, um, Egypt, uh, and I forget the name of the of the uh, uh, the premier or whatever the name was that. Uh, called he, uh, he and uh, Israelis worked very hard to try and get along mm -hmm. but he actually was um, uh, came by in, in a car so we got a chance to see him uh, which I thought was was interesting um, and then uh, and we got to to go uh, uh, into some uh, in, uh, areas which uh, um, you couldn't normally get in unless you were on a tour or something like that uh, okay. But um, so we were in uh, Egypt and we were in uh, uh, 
Israel, Israel, we got we got to the Dead Sea. We got to uh, Jerusalem, of course, to see all the different artifacts there. And the fact that the country, Jerusalem, you know, three three national three religions yeah. are, are feel that that's their home and and how they get along with each other. Uh, right. Saw people at the Wailing Wall, you know, and mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. Um, as a Catholic, did did it live up to your expectations? Uh, uh, well, I mean, it was different, it was different. We saw where Christ actually uh, apparently uh, walked uh, mm-hmm. when he was carrying the cross. Uh, we saw the Mount of Olives. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think we stayed in a, a Hilton hotel, which was on the mount itself. Um, and I think at the same time uh, as we did that, we... We went into um, well, we were Jordan, uh, Israel, uh, Egypt, and um, Turkey. Uh, we got into Turkey, mm. and uh, we didn't spend a lot of time there. It was toward the end of our journey, um, but um, one of the things that uh, uh, we can remember very well is you know when you check into the hotels as part of the tour group, you then would meet downstairs uh, with the tour guide and everybody who wanted to be sure everybody was checked in, and he would generally buy a drink for you and you'd uh, for everybody on the group and all that. Well, when we checked into the hotel we were in a, like a palatial room i mean it was like the president's suite type thing i don't know what it was called that but it had all the attributes of that and um uh when we got down to the uh restaurant uh, the bar downstairs uh, our guide uh, said to uh, us uh, did you like your room and i said my god i said it was spectacular i mean I, and we were yeah. well he says you know why you're there <clears throat> and i said no he said, well, your name is Bay. And I said, Bay. He said, that's a title in in uh, Arabic. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the Bay of Suching, or you're the Bay. It's sort of like Sir or something like that. And so when he was assigning the rooms and they were handing out the rooms and he saw the room I got, uh, he said to them, he said, isn't that a mistake? And they said, oh, no, a Bay does not stay in a standard room. Wow. Uh, so it's often made us wonder if sometime we should have taken a trip through Turkey <laughs> just to get a chance to see how many rooms the Bays could get here yeah, different <laughs> what kind of countries. rooms that yeah. yes uh, in, in in turkey at least uh, right but uh, it, it was it was profound uh very very interesting we we um were in the um uh the, the sea up near uh uh, Tiberius, uh, and um, the water there was uh, it was uh, it wasn't seawater, but it, you couldn't kind of uh, you could float on it. But it was the same time when America was going through some political problem uh, with the uh, Israelis and uh, the New York senators, who were basically is, uh, Jewish uh, extraction, mm-hmm. were fighting with the Congress, who was trying to do some maybe they were curtailed funds or whatever it was but it was a significant thing because I know when we went into our back to the hotel and the, the the people there that were in the hotel had it on the TV and they were really profoundly going th- uh, alert to what was happening and right. and so we were just looking at it uh, we, we we didn't understand what they were saying but we knew that it was an issue that yeah. was happening at that time is this the late 60s because I know the seven-day <sighs> war was going on there. Uh, yeah I 
it, there wasn't a war at the time, but it, okay. but the relationships were strained. Yeah, for want really of a better way to put it. Okay. Uh, and um, I can't remember the name of that premier uh, that he ended up being assassinated. I think, but it was. Uh, um, somebody who worked with uh, the Jewish people to try and come together and and uh, solve the uh, question of whether Israel had a right to survive as an independent nation and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Have you met any uh, any other royalty in your travels? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't. We've seen them, of course. Uh, Maybe another bay. I can no, no bays. But no bays. I do remember one time uh, in Germany um, when I, I was traveling uh, in a military situation, and we were in the French quarter of uh, Germany, uh, not Berlin, but the French part of Germany, mm-hmm. and we saw people lined along the side of the road. And um, and uh, there were three, actually the four of us, uh, me and another fellow in my car and then the other guy in the Mercedes with the front. So we stopped the car and we went, we asked, you know, what's, what's, why is everybody waiting? Oh, they said, um, uh, uh, Winston Churchill is in town visiting the concern the, for the British uh, military and uh, he's going to be passing by. So I thought, wow, it's not often you get to see Winston Churchill here. So uh, we parked, we had the car parked, and we stood in line, and sure enough, there he, there he comes by, and, and the Germans are all cheering and all that, and I'm hollering, Winnie, 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 and I gave him the V sign, and he gave me the V sign back, oh, hey. which was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's like and, being a president. Yeah, yeah. well, it, yeah. and another one of those was, uh, again, when I was traveling, uh, again, in the military, down in Italy, and Pope Pius XII was uh, having a uh, Sunday um, speech, which he did after service or whatever, and I managed to be there at that time and and see him up on the platform uh, speaking. And he spoke in several different languages. He had a little bit of English that he used to speak to the English people that were there and all that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just to see uh, people just crying because they were so uh, nonplussed by the chances seeing the Pope and, and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I never was a big ide- ideology of, of persons. I never got, I never asked for autographs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other time, I, I remember being uh, in France, and we uh, again, I was with just another guy, just the two of us, and we went to a play that was uh, in, um, and I don't even know the name of the play, um, but before this uh, play started, uh, like we play the national anthem, they played the Marseille. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, when you see and listen to French people singing the Marseille in a closed uh, environment, oh, God, is it impressive. Because, you know, the French went through a heck of a lot with the Germans and all that. And then I, I was fortunate to be there on Bastille Day, which actually was yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and watched Le Grand General uh, march down the Champs Elysees, uh, which is the main uh, street in in Paris. And mm-hmm. uh, Le Grand General, of course, was Charles de Gaulle. Mm-hmm. And uh, there again, people crying. I mean, they're so so emotionally caught up in in the whole thing. I mean, it's. Uh, I think he told me something similar about uh, when 
when Kennedy, did you go to a rally when Kennedy died? Uh, yes, that happened in Chicago. Uh, right. Yeah, that there that was very interesting. Um, this is when Kennedy was running for president, mm-hmm. and he was visiting Chicago. And I've never been to a presidential rally or any of that kind of thing because I never really found that to be that exciting or interesting or whatever. But yeah. a friend of mine from work uh, had an extra ticket, and it was at the stadium, and he wanted to know, uh, would you like to? join me there and and as it turned out that was the uh kennedy had come to chicago was marching through chicago uh downtown with the union people and then was marching out to madison street to the chicago stadium and we were in the stadium waiting for him to arrive and when he came in I just saw people go nuts, including a friend of mine. And my whole reaction was to look at the people and see how they were reacting. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I looked at Kennedy, but my most, uh, my most uh, memorable feeling about it was how rational, grown human beings can go crazy over a, a person. Uh, and, I mean, it, it, it was unbelievable. Um, never been to a rally since, and probably never will. Uh, we have no interest in being one of thousands of people just to get to see people. But in the stadium, we were in a you know up in a balcony where you could look down, and he was right on the floor. So it like go to a basketball game or a hockey game was similar to that. Yeah. And so you could see him, and he had a microphone, and he gave us a speech. And then, of course, ever so often he'd pause, and everybody goes screaming and hollering and yeah. carrying on. And, and was, there again, it was just watching the people. Yeah, that's probably a similar feeling to North Korea maybe because uh, yes. you went to that big show I've seen some footage yes uh, oh yes uh, it's called the Mass Games Mass and Games. all I'm asking anybody that listens to this here to do is get on your internet and do www.massgameskorea on your internet mm-hmm. you will not believe what you see um, it, it's on the internet uh, it's not censored in any way shape or form it's a easily two and a half hour production uh, we went twice uh, in our group uh, there were uh, sometime if we talk about Korea and what I, we went through there but there were only about 12 of us um, and only two couples went the second night a lot of the others people said well we've seen it but mm-hmm. y- you can't see it once it's 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 similar to what you would think on an opening ceremony of the Olympics or closing ceremony but infinitely more two and a half hours never a commercial never a stop never a break Uh, there were a hundred thousand performers of which 10,000 were a card group and they could they could make cards it looked like waterfalls they could make people running and uh, the things they could do with the card section and how they would flash the cards and when they would flash it and then they had 90,000 people performing different uh, uh, things and when they say mass games there's acrobatics there's uh, tumbling there's um, stuff where you're uh, uh, doing performance with weapons uh, in synchronization, um, there uh, they were. Uh, they balcony. They had nets where you were doing uh, uh, people up in the sky here doing somersaults, and if, if and the music, of course, was just so profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God. Um, 
I that it's called the mass games. They only do it about two months a year. They practice ten months a year to do it, and only selected people are allowed to be members of that mass games thing mm -hmm. um, and uh, the reason I think they I'm positive that they allowed us Americans to go at that time was to show off the mass games uh, and what quote they can do and how good they are and they were good I mean when you when you take a hundred thousand people and give them ten months to practice to do something for two months um, and particularly like in uh, North Korea because uh, that was the only place where there was any light um, it was one city when it got dark there weren't even street lights there uh, because they didn't have the electricity or whatever but they but they used all of that uh, at one time to put into their mass games and they had a fountain going that was lit as you went in and um, oh and the music was just so spectacular uh, mm -hmm. Do it, www.massgamescorea, uh, and maybe I'm not saying it right, but if you just try that, yeah. you will absolutely be amazed at what you will see. Can't, can't praise it enough. Oh, <laughs> just, oh I, yeah. Um, so, so when you're traveling like this, you said you, got, you caught the travel bug pretty young, um, and... Yeah, mainly uh, in Germany when I was there, yeah. Right. Um, do you, like, is it, like, when you get home after one of these trips are you just ready planning for the next one or well two things uh, number one you, you got to deal with what you did there and the early ones uh i i was taking the pictures and then i was finding that i was so focused on getting the picture that i wasn't seeing what i should be seeing okay uh, because you know i wanted to get this right and get that angle right and all that happy type and at one time then uh we were doing slides because uh, slides were very popular at that time Mm -hmm. And when you showed people and when you got home, it was very, very nice to see and all that. But I, I never really felt like I felt it as well as I would if I hadn't been so focused on taking pictures. And I let Barbara do more of the pictures after we got different equipment here that she could mm -hmm. use. And I didn't really want, wasn't interested and I wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we we uh, we did do a lot of uh, uh, putting things together. We still have. If somebody ever wants to see some of that stuff, I know we still have it here in Illinois, and I'm sure some of it out in California. Mm -hmm. um, when it happens, sometimes or it used to, by the way, uh, we'd get people, friends of ours uh, at that time, that would decide they're going to travel somewhere, and when they heard that we had been there, they were interested in what we uh, saw and uh, and uh, and uh, some of the experiences uh, that we had um, and pictures so we could show them and we could recommend certain hotels or, or whatever right okay so you felt like you weren't as in the moment as you could be when at, you're taking at that time pictures. when I was taking pictures I yeah. think you can get so wrapped up in pictures you can that you're that you're not you're not giving the benefit of what it should be doing to you um, in the moment being yeah. there uh, uh, and and frankly by the time you get back and you show the pictures to people once or twice uh, they're not that interested in it anymore right. they've seen it and so yeah. uh, your uh, your uh, uh, effort to provide pictures uh, it loses its flavor whereas if you were doing it where you were a part of it more yeah. so that'll never go away from you like the, my feeling about the mass games and yeah. things like that yeah. uh, 
we had some we met some very interesting people at very interesting times uh, and uh, um, there were times actually where um, I know one time I, I, I honestly thought I was going to get arrested which which was pretty scary uh, mm. we were in Moscow um, and this was during Brezhnev's time mm-hmm. um, we were not particularly uh, close to uh, to the Russians as a matter of fact one of the reasons we we liked being there is it was just before the 80 Olympics okay. and we wanted to be able at the time when the Olympics uh, came where we could look at all the what was going on on TV and we remember we were there oh we saw that oh we saw that yeah you remember this and all that well two things about it number one uh, a lot of the uh, monuments uh, St. Basil's Cathedral for example which is very very spectacular right in Moscow Square uh, that was all had scaffolding and they were painting it and making it Olympic ready um, and then there were a lot of other things that uh, had that problem and then the, the worst problem is we boycotted the 80 Olympics because of the war with Afghanistan mm-hmm. so they never was on TV <laughs> and, uh, and then of course Barbara was a hero because she had eight, uh, six children at that time mm-hmm. and uh, they just couldn't believe that uh, we had uh, that many children and uh, Oh you brought them all to Moscow? No no we told them that we had six oh, okay. children <laughs> okay. they couldn't believe that we had all those children we had no way we'd take the children there but yeah. uh, and then the other thing is they had Lenin laid out mm-hmm. um, bombed. Uh, and we stood in line to, to go and see them and some of the people were jabbering and they got really upset with our group because uh, mm-hmm. they uh, they weren't treating it right here yeah, um, it and, and the other uh, thing about it is I had no luggage when we got there uh, I had checked my we, we went on Finnair uh, which is a Finland airline and we were stopping in Helsinki and then heading over to Moscow and um, my baggage uh, for whatever reason didn't get out of O'Hare mm-hmm. and uh, 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 so I got there and all I had was my carry-on stuff mm-hmm. and uh, so I had to collect uh, some of our people on the group were nice enough to give me things and then I went to the GUM which was the major um, uh, shopping area in Moscow and uh, uh, they, they have like three different things you you have a person who helps you get what you want and then you have another person that you pay and then you have another person that you go and collect it after it's taken care of so they, they're able to hire three people to do one job which right. makes uh, the economy work better but anyway the, the goom was where you do it and uh, uh, two things happened there and I'm there alone getting some of this stuff and I'm standing there and all of a sudden everybody comes rushing at me and I'm thinking oh my god and it turns out an uh, ice cream guy had opened a truck a little bit of a container thing type thing behind me and I didn't see him and they were all rushing for the ice cream I thought, I thought, oh my God, they're after me. No. Yeah, On the end. other side, I saw a bunch of uh, women really rushing and ch- jostling each other for something that was in this one store. And I thought to myself, well, God damn it, this must be something worth worth getting. So mm-hmm. I got into the fray too here, and they're kind of looking at me, but I'm, what the hell? I'm, I, I, I had reached a point where I didn't have any clothes, and what the heck? Yeah. Well, I got there, it was oversized bras. <laughs> <laughs> 
apparently they had gone on sale, and I guess they wondered why I was looking for an oversized bra. But uh, you had left all your years back at O'Hare. So. Yeah, well, it, I didn't know where it was. I thought it it had gone to New. It didn't make it to New York. I knew that because right. that was supposed to be on my plane heading to Finnair. It was a United flight that was from Chicago to New York, and then we got the Finnair plane at New York. And I had a choice: either you go without the luggage, or you wait a whole day and hope the luggage gets there. And uh, I wanted to stay with the group and, and, and continue on, and I figured I can always get the luggage. Well, yeah. it didn't work that way because uh, basically communications between Russians and the U.S. Weren't, weren't that good on telephone. Yeah. So I'd get on the phone, and I'd make a phone call, and I'd get disconnected. And uh, I never really could get to somebody who would basically tell me where my luggage was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find out until we got back to Chicago. My luggage uh, went to New York. And then it came back to Chicago. They never would send it from New York on to because they didn't know that it would get there, and they didn't. Right. But the shorts, the long story is, every time we stopped at a different airport, I would go look for my luggage, mm-hmm. and I and I remember. Um, of course, it never was there, and I remember one time, and uh, uh, the answer I was told, that they always have an excuse for something, and, and it was the Jewish people were the problem. They were all worried about their relatives, and so they were on the line holding up all the lines, and, and that's why I couldn't get through, because Jewish people had tied up all the phones trying to get their relatives. So I do remember getting on the bus at this one stop after I'd been there, and I got on the bus, and I said, would you Jewish people? on this bus stop tell your relatives to quit calling so I can get my damn luggage <laughs> it was just bullshit but yeah, you know that's the, that yeah. there's always a reason for but but uh, the uh, and then uh, when I, I stayed at the Rosia hotel in Moscow and uh, you, you you couldn't just go in and you had to go into one door and then you go I had to go to the left and then I go to another door because they didn't want average people going in they just wanted the, the people that they could trust and and tourists but you had to give them your your um, passport when you checked in. You could not have your passport with you. And so this one day I went out to try and look for something. Uh, maybe it was clothes. I don't know what I was doing out there. Oversized bras. Huh? No, that was over. I I never did get one. But anyway, I I ended up uh, crossing uh, the street uh, against uh, jaywalking, for want of a better way. And next thing you know, whistle blows, and uh, here comes the policeman. Uh, And he's, you know, all over me because he's jabbering about all. And I knew what I'd done, but I I did. So, and the first thing I said, Amerikansky, Amerikansky, Mm -hmm. which means American, I guess, in, in Russian. And he said, passport. Passport, and I kept saying, Rocio Hotel, Rocio Hotel, mm. Passport, Passport, Rocio Hotel, Rocio. And all I'm thinking of is if he had thrown me in a car and taken me away, nobody would have known where I was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, there was nobody uh, on our tour guide, even Barbara. She, all she knew is I went out for whatever, and I don't remember what I went out for. But anyway, I would have disappeared. So uh, as fate would have it, some other Russian guy did something wrong and got this guy's attention. He went scooted over after that guy, and I went scooted over into the Rocio Hotel mm-hmm. and, and thanked my lucky stars that I basically got in there. Uh, 
Moral of the story, use the crosswalks. Well, moral of the story, yeah, I guess. Uh, And uh, normally you have your passport or access to your passport. Mm. Um, Barbara, I think you may have heard the story which she went through there when we went to a play. And the rule was that uh, women had to take their coats off and check them. And men didn't have to, but women had to. And so she uh, refused to take her coat off. And uh, they were chasing her all over the darn place and she found somebody that I think to give her coat to but in the meantime she had forgotten something before that and went back oh when we the room we stayed in did not have locks on the inside Um, uh, they could unlock your door and go in if they wanted to and at every uh, uh, elevator there was somebody sitting there and when you went to get on the elevator you had to give them your your room key you could not take your room key with you Mm. anywhere and so obviously if they wanted to go back to your room, there's no, nothing to stop them to, to do that. And um, uh, she was trying to uh, go up to get something, I think maybe to get a coat or something like that. And um, uh, they didn't want to let her up there because she had already been up there and she would, had no right. Of, she was out of the system to do that. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, she... Um, she had a, a fight with the gal and sneak into the uh, into the elevator before it clo- after it closed to keep her out, so she was able to get get it accomplished here. Uh, uh, and then they uh, one morning was a Sunday morning. We decided we were going to quote go to church, um, and church was uh, I think it's Russian Orthodox, uh, and basically um, it was only open once a week on Sunday for a, a service of. Some sort and um, they had people at the door who were kind of checking who was going in and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. and I was waiting downstairs for Barbara to come down before we would go over to the church and I started talking with a, a guy who was working at the hotel older guy and he was uh, I was asking him questions about you know what's going on and different things and he was asking me turns out he um, wanted to become a translator and he took this job because he knew Americans would be there and he was practicing getting his English going and mm-hmm. uh, finding what Americans really liked and uh, yeah. that gave him a he- heads up when he applied for the job or whatever kind of a nice idea but yeah. when we got in the church it was uh, a very interesting service um, it was Russian Orthodox, uh, and uh, I don't remember exactly all the th- things that went on. I don't even. I think we went to communion, but you know, it was uh, it was it was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a time uh, when Russia and the United States weren't really getting along all that well. Yeah. So it was uh, interesting to be there to see it. Did you go to mass when you were in? You probably been to the Vatican, by oh now, yeah, right? for sure, yeah, that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we used to like. Um, um, if we could, is uh, on Sundays uh, find out what the, where the cathedral was and uh, when the service was, and you know that's in some cities that's really the biggest uh, draw or the nicest uh, uh, thing that you'll see in the, in that city. And some and even when we would get out of the bus and tour the city, sometimes we'd find where the cathedral is, and then we managed to get over and get in and take a look at it. Uh, because it, 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 it's interesting uh, to see. Um, and the service is mainly uh, you stand during the whole service. Uh, uh, a lot of them didn't even have kneelers of any kind. Uh, wow. Basically, they, they stood. 
Um, so they're testing your will for God, I guess. No, that's that. that, that you know, um, we got a parish here in. Um, in Inverness, uh, where they stand, uh, I would say, at least half the Mass. And I find that difficult. I'm not a good stander anymore. But I, yeah. uh, I, I either sit or kneel. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I guess you can put more people in if you're all standing, for want of a better way to put it. Uh, and, and I do remember one time, and I think it was uh, in Korea. I'm not sure what country it was in, but I remember... Uh, somebody talking to me on the way out uh, who apparently had had his eyes on on us uh, in terms of what we were doing there. He didn't ask that kind of question, but he left me with the feeling that somehow we were being observed. Um, Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't know why. There's another great story. Uh, When we were at the Rosia Hotel, uh, we're up in the um, uh, top floor, which is where the bar area was, and uh, they had TVs up there and all that. And um, all of a sudden, we heard this raucous laughing. Everybody is just cracking up. So obviously, we're wondering, gee, what is that? This is Russia. Nobody laughs here at this point in time. (laughs) And they have cartoons going on. And like somebody slips on a banana peel or somebody throws a, a pie to somebody and they're roaring in laughter so the next day I said to our guide uh, Irene I said we had funny thing happen we were up at the top of the Rosia hotel and uh, everybody the cartoons went on oh she said weren't they funny (laughs) I didn't have the heart to say our kids don't even laugh at that anymore on a Saturday morning that's probably the first time they've been exposed to that well I I got another first time for you but the other thing that happened there is I got into a conversation with a uh, clearly a Russian um, uh, Secret Service agent. He wasn't. He, he didn't have a uniform on, mm-hmm. but he had the, the, the uh, proper credentials in terms of a star and a, maybe a couple even uh, awards or whatever. But I knew he was with the government in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and he had just come back from Vladivostok, which is across the Serbian uh, the peninsula, not Serbian, whatever that peninsula is in Russia, where you go. Um, Vladivostok is is on the coast and then there's another city in between and mm-hmm. I've often wondered because you could uh, as a tour you could take a train that would actually do that you'd, it'd take you five or six days to do it and we never got around to doing it at any given time it would have been a separate trip mm-hmm. but anyway we were talking about it and Barbara started um, commenting to him about how the women kept looking at his shoe, her shoes all the time and um, and the way she was saying it and the way it kind of come across it's uh, these people are different they don't, don't they she didn't say it but she left him with the impression that why are they so focused on my shoes don't they have shoes that uh, are just as good or whatever yeah. well anyway he got he got really pissed and he said wait a minute woman uh, these people know that five years from now their life is going to be infinitely better than it is now how many of you americans can say that and i said you're absolutely right no way i was going to argue with him mm-hmm. but this was during carter times uh, yeah, yeah. and i uh, said how many of you americans and to be honest with you at that time there was a lot of you know worries about carter how he was uh, being president and did he know what he was doing because he didn't come out of washington and all that kind of thing yeah. so it was one of those things where we basically um I agreed with him. What, what else was I going to do? Against uh, your will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I think I've told you 
this story. If I don't like what somebody's saying, I tell them it's interesting. Yeah, interesting. If I really don't like what he's saying, I say that is very, very interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah. And to a person, they assume that means you like it. Right. And it doesn't mean that at all. It just means it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, when we were in North Korea, they, they showed us uh, Lyndon Johnson giving the speech where um, they had captured a lot of uh, um, Americans uh, because the, uh, the ship, what's the name of that ship again, Barbara? Uh, Pueblo. The Pueblo had been captured because it was supposedly uh, uh, secretly recording what was going on in North Korea, and they were able to uh, overtake the ship, and they captured all these people. And we actually were on the Pueblo. They showed us uh, what the American, the dirt ugly Americans were doing, and they basically uh, showed us Lyndon Johnson apologizing mm -hmm. so that he could get these people out. One was eventually killed while they had them, but the others were able to get out they crossed some bridge and and he was able to and they clearly showed us uh, him apologizing and you know a lot of effort was shown to um, actually to try and I guess indoctrinate us in a bit a way to to basically realize that we're wrong and they're right uh, yeah. hmm. okay well um, grandma was telling me a funny story about you uh, you guys in Paris uh, something about you getting out of a car and and uh, getting on the hood of a car. And oh yes, uh, oh we were driving. Yeah. It wasn't Paris, I don't think. It was it was in Benelux countries and. Uh, well, whatever it was, I, I I know we were on the we had gone to see. Um, uh, the place where uh, the Battle of the Bulge took place, uh, where there were six roads or f that crossed each other, and it, it had a historic thing, but nobody hardly ever visited it. And because we had a car, we were able to, to drive there, and I know we um, had to pay a toll uh, as we were a part of that drive, and uh, cars were lined up to get into the to the toll booth, and there was a truck lane, and uh, Barbara said, use that lane. And I said, well, that's for trucks. And she said, well, there's nobody there. Why don't you just use it, you know? And so, okay. So I pulled in the lane. And uh, unlike a typical car lane where the, the toll collector is at your eye level when you're in a car, the toll collector is at your eye level when you're in a truck. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a truck, you're infinitely higher than you are when you're in a car. And so I, there was no way I could give him the money because he's <laughs> up there and I'm down here and I'm trying to find a way to get up on the car to stand on the car to hand them the money and and finally I use my Americanski Americanski but <laughs> or whatever American American and yeah. so finally he came down in the meantime there's trucks behind honking away like mad and and mm. of course I'm sure I was not making any friends at that point in time yeah, right. <laughs> but that's the way it goes <laughs> they just let you through you didn't well I paid oh, you know, you I, bet, yeah. I paid the guy he came down and got the money he yeah. He did get the money. I do remember that, yeah. yes. And we had another time where you, uh, you, you, you could pay a toll and then go into the restaurant and eat there. Uh, and I remember this one time, uh, the toll was whatever. I just said, well, we'll eat first, you know. So we ate in the restaurant. And then as I came out, I was thinking, you know, do I really have to pay this toll? What the hell, you know. And as it turned out, they had already marked my car as somebody who had not paid the toll yet. So yeah. had I gone 
ahead yeah. and not paid the toll, I'm sure I would have been arrested mm. without a doubt. Straight to the gallows. Yeah. Um. Interesting experience happened when I think about that when I was in Germany uh, in my Triumph TR3 and we were going uh, to uh, Italy, I think, at the time. And there's an area when you go out of Switzerland or Germany, uh, just a little nub where you're in Switzerland and next thing you know you're in Germany or maybe it was Italy. And I went through that without realizing that I, there were two booths that you should have stopped at because they all, you know, they wasn't euros at that time. They had separate, uh, and you had a clear customs when you went into, and I, I went right through without realizing that I had crossed a border. Yeah. And man, did they come after me. And all I did is I apologized, and, and I assumed that had happened before because, first of all, they should have had the gates down. Right. And I, I don't think they expected a car to come at that time. And, <laughs> Needless to say, not go through their borders. And I went through two borders like that. (laughs) You always, I haven't been out of the country personally, but I feel like anytime you're out of a country, especially one where you don't, they don't speak your native language, you're always going to run into those like crazy risks or that that miscommunication that's like lost in translation. But a lot of people speak English. It's amazing the number of people speak English. Um, It's rare that you'll run into, and if you get to somebody who doesn't, they will spot somebody maybe and and have that person talk with you um Mm -hmm. and uh it's really you know if you just show them that uh, you need help they're good about that they really are um the the trick about traveling is don't be an american Uh, you know the ugly american uh, why isn't it like we have it at home well you're a guest in their country they didn't they didn't invite you in you invited yourself in so yeah. once you're there you should behave like they are and we've seen gosh when we were in uh, where were we in T- tibet and we saw them doing their uh what did they where they march around uh and they come to tibet tibet and they have to go around the potala palace and uh and uh god there's hundreds of people just marching around and you, you watch them do that it's uh, mm-hmm. very interesting yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that just from like listening to other people talk about their experience, there's different customs that um, that normal, like I guess in Islamic nations, um, you don't intro or you don't you don't speak to a woman unless you're introduced to her. Yeah, well, we, we, I don't think, really had that kind of problem because we were always with tour groups. Uh, right, yeah. And um, uh, we, would, we were always kind of alerted as to what, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what we should do. We almost got left, where were we, in, uh, in uh, uh, Russia, at, uh, uh, where we, we missed getting over the bridge to get to the, the bus, and we thought we were going to end up being stuck as the bus was going to go back to the mm-hmm. to the ship that was huh that what was germany yeah was it what what yeah it was eastern germany though yeah. was it uh, leipzig i think it was leipzig um and for whatever reason obviously we traveled after the wall came down and yeah. we got into eastern germany and uh uh that was uh, one of the places were which is very very uh, uh, interesting to see uh, but uh, we got wrapped up in what we were doing and we forgot that we had to be back at a certain time and then when we realized we had to be back it didn't come that easy and I think we may have even caught a cab to try and get us back and mm-hmm. and that didn't work out too well either <laughs> but they they wouldn't leave us there as long as we you know they did, remember they left two couples they did yeah they, they didn't they didn't make it oh, yeah okay. back yeah <laughs> they weren't so lucky Yes, yes. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so what, what would you say you, like some big lessons you've learned just from traveling, like, uh, just about yourself or maybe about American culture? Um, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't know what, uh, any tips? I, I will say this, um, the problem, one of the problems we had is, uh, unless you were in an English-speaking country, you really couldn't see their press. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, CNN uh, did have a channel, uh, and you could uh, get that in your hotel room many times, sometimes not. Um, uh, now, when we were in... Um, in Moscow, that time I was telling about where I didn't have any luggage, they did have what was called the Moscow News. Mm-hmm. And uh, that paper would come out, I think, daily, but we were it was always delivered to us in the hotel room at the Rosia Hotel. Um, and it, it and it's all the news that's fit to print and totally accurate or something. That was their masthead or something like that. Well, as, as fate had it, that happened while we were there and the Moscow News was telling us all the news that's fit to print. Um, they were holding a plane at the uh, Kennedy Airport in, uh, in New York uh, because there was a Russian um, person uh, who basically wanted to uh, defect. And the Russians were able to get a hold of that person and get him back in an Aeroflot plane, um, which is their plane. Uh, but the Americans would not let that plane off the ground. Mm. And so I think there was like two or three days that plane just sat there while uh, there was a big battle between U.S. and, and, and they, all U.S. wanted. They wanted to be able to go into that plane and interview that person and be sure that person wanted to go back and didn't want to stay here. Yeah. And the Russians, of course, had no part of that. They, their plane, that's their uh, whatever integrity and, and, and nobody has a right to go in there. So in the meantime, there was a standoff. And I don't know how they resolved it, but it never made the Moscow news that. And if you want to think of something that should probably make it, uh, something yeah. like that would have been yeah. interesting. But no, but uh, papers, we, I always tried to get the USA Today or something like that mm-hmm. um, when they had it in those days. Uh, and a lot of times it was two, three days late, but I always found that interesting. And then, of course, anytime you went in an English-speaking country, uh, there was always a paper. Even in France, you could get a, an um, quote American type paper that yeah. you could read, uh, which is which is interesting to see. Oh yes, uh, well that was a. We were in uh, where were we? At Fiji, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Caribbean again. No, Fiji is not. Where, where is Fiji? It's on the west side, isn't it? Isn't Fiji in the Pacific Ocean? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know my Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. For Pacific Ocean. I'll just turn the microphone uh, And on. I don't know if you um, <laughs> ever heard of the movie The Blue Lagoon, which was a, a very, very... Huh? Oh, wait. That's, that was like in the 60s? They were kids yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stranded on an island. I do remember that. Yes. Well, yeah. the, the Blue Lagoon, uh, and we took a, a, quote, cruise, when it wasn't really a cruise. Uh, it was a boat. Uh, which had, I'm going to say, maybe uh, 10 people on it. Uh, and uh, you, you ate 
on the deck and you sat on the deck and you jabbered on the deck and uh, one of the things I remembered after uh, showering the first day I threw my towel out and they hung it back up because you had only one towel that you were going to use yeah. and I think it lasted about five days or something like that and the highlight of it and they called it the Blue Lagoon Cruise is you visited the Blue Lagoon and um, which was the, the title of the movie and a lot of the history it was on that island and everything so we were going to see the Blue Lagoon, and the deal was uh, when you got there, uh, you had to get out the ship and you had to go down in a cave underneath the water, and they would push you down, and then you went down and you came up and you were inside the Blue Lagoon and you could look around and all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, Barbara decided she didn't want to do that for I'm not sure what reason, because I don't know. They were making her take her shoes off. <laughs> no, not that. But, but anyway... Uh, uh, they, uh, we went. Uh, I went down into the Blue Lagoon. I don't swim. I float. It was a cave. In, yeah. the, Blue in the Blue Lagoon. And they warned you. You couldn't see anything in there. So she decided. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I was curious. I mean, I didn't come all this way not to see what I couldn't see. You'll take so, the challenge. Yeah, I couldn't see it. I could. I wanted to know I couldn't see it. So yeah. <laughs> I, I went in there, and um, sure enough, uh, you didn't see too much. And then eventually, uh, he either blew a whistle or whatever, and everybody was supposed to come out. Mm -hmm. You know, and I could not find where I was supposed to come out, and so um, uh, quote everybody got out. Out, and the guy who was running the thing says, okay, we have everybody. Now we can leave and go back to the ship. And Barbara said, no, no, my husband's in there. You can't. Oh, no, I've counted everybody. I'm sure I haven't. He maybe he did something. I don't know what the hell he thought I did. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, he was prepared to go back. Well, she immediately jumped off the ship and uh, the <laughs> boat. It was a boat yeah, at that yeah. point. And went down into the Blue Lagoon. And she's, uh, she's hollering, Bill, Bill. And I'm saying, Barbara, Barbara, save me, save me. <laughs> Uh, and if I had been traveling alone, I wouldn't be here today because yeah. I'd have been dead in the in, the, in that the cave in the Blue Lagoon. Wow. And uh, she finally found me, and uh, and I held on, and she got me to because she swims, and she got me to the place to get out, and we got out. And I I I, I don't know what that guy said, but I, he, he, I, don't I, I don't either. But I know I, I, we were really. I think I think we were more more relieved than pissed at him at that point in yeah. time because I would have been. Dead no yeah. absolutely no question about it um some of the times when you travel different things can happen and you have to be careful about that i know one of our our neighbors who was a traveling with us uh on a uh, a cruise and i i forget what island we were on and she fell as she was getting off the the um, boat to to get on a a small boat to get off the ship to get on a small boat to get into the port and uh, she really hurt herself bad and uh, you know they have doctors but the doctors aren't surgeons or anything like that so yeah. it, it was tough it was tough they're just meant to kind of yeah treat some yeah we, we 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 when we were going into egypt um that egypt trip <clears throat> we were in a uh bus no not a bus sort of like a car uh which, which held yeah. Held maybe, say a a, 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 a big, uh, yeah, ten people. Or something. Yeah, nine, ten people, like a CRV or whatever you call these. Uh, okay. um, and um, 
we were driving, and apparently um, we hit somebody, uh, but we kept right on. I mean, like the driver said, they're all over the place. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and the gal that we were with, uh, she was a smoker, mm-hmm. and uh, she's smoking a cigarette, and one of the women on the, in the bus, or it wasn't a bus, the car or whatever, said, you know, that smoking is, is very annoying, and she says, tough. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and then... Uh, uh, that night, we were deciding, well, what are we going to do? Uh, and we're at the hotel, and, uh, and we said, well, they had downtown, they had a gambling place here, so why don't we uh, catch a ride and, and go downtown? Remember that, Barbara? And uh, I don't remember what, what we all did when we were there, if we gambled or what, but... Uh, we just did meaning looked. Yeah, we walked around. The goal when you're there, sometimes you're limited because the people who are running it want to be super careful. uh, So that, and and they got all kinds of people in terms of health and how much they can do and how much they can't. We were in Antarctica with a woman who was, I think, was almost close to 90 years old. Mm -hmm. And when we get on a little boat and we get into the uh, port, well, port's the wrong thing, island or whatever it was, she'd just sit there. She couldn't walk around or anything but she was there and she was her had two daughters that were there with her um and uh you see a lot of a lot of different people who have we 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 tended on cruises in particular and even on tours we would tend to identify with two or three couples uh, maybe that were um, our age or or income not income levels but coming from the midwest or americans or whatever and you would find yourself um, associating with them when you break for dinner or for lunch particularly when you're touring lunch would be at a restaurant and you go in and you'd sit at different tables so you'd, you'd, you'd kind of connect with them and make some good relationships uh, mm. which you'd swear are going to last forever but never do uh, mm. we still have only about two couples that we still keep in touch with but everybody else we always said we would but uh, yeah, when you exactly. get back you go to your own life and they go to their own life have you ever ran into the same couple at a separate instance no, no. not that i know of did we what like run, run into, into the, the same, same couple yeah who elaine well that you didn't like plan on meeting no no we had already decided that they were going to stay late later after the cruise and we we stayed with them didn't we we didn't see them on a different cruise yes we saw them on a different cruise we were waiting in line it was a crystal cruise waiting in line oh, yes. because we you get your seat assignments and he went to the bathroom or something and i'm standing next in back of this man and I said, you look awfully familiar. I said, were you on a crystal cruise a couple years ago? I forgot which one it was now. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. And with that, Elaine came around the corner and I said, Elaine. And anyhow, we were on a cruise. We used to eat dinners with them. Yeah. Then he came and it turned out that they had given us this, the table together with them and and another year, couple mm. meet in Newport Beach and have dinner oh yeah we God. still do every year Northern yeah Illinois, every uh, year Northern California, Northern California. Yeah. Uh, we were on people. we were at one table with uh, six people or eight people 
And one gal was a, a what was she, an astrologer, or a, she would yeah. she would yeah. uh, uh, tell you your fortune and things like. She and was on radio. She was on radio oh, okay. uh, and and did that. Elaine uh, was a, a dancer. Yeah. That's how she met Paul. Yeah, and That's she. That's interesting. They've been dating for thirty years. 40, yeah. Yeah. Never got married. They got different places. She lives in hers. Yeah. yeah. You might as well scooch the mic a little closer. I think she's staying. And and <laughs> what's the name? What's the name of that um, guy? Uh, who was a TV uh, person, uh, and his wife's name was Ruth. I always remember her name. He he's a very famous guy. Uh, he was he was a speaker. I don't know if he's dead now. He should be. He was, no, he is. He was in his late eighties, if not ninety, when when we saw him. Um, and he's he, he had a, he sat at our table and he said the secret to not growing old is to change your your life every ten years. Uh, and he had different jobs which had different things but he had one job that he did for 20 years um i can't remember his name but he was uh he was like a host on 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 a show um yeah mm. and, and uh well known very interesting person to talk with and then ted koppel i don't know if you ever heard yeah, of yeah, ted the, koppel the reporter yeah met him on a cruise um which was an interesting story because uh you know when you're on a cruise and it's uh, during the day and everybody's got a swimsuit on or whatever and people wanted to go over and get their picture taken with ted well ted no way and no how wanted to have his mm-hmm. picture taken in a swimsuit with his yeah. belly sticking out and all that kind of stuff Right. So um, uh, he, he would go and find a place to, to sit and read um, by himself. And I remember I was doing a walk around the ship. Uh, I, I was restless and I didn't want to sit around. I just wanted to get some exercise. And I ran into him in a corner mm-hmm. uh, sitting there reading. And, and I, I, I said, hi, how are you? You know, and he said, hi, wh- uh, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm just trying to walk around and, and get some exercise. And he said, well, sit down a minute. And uh, so I said, Sat down with with Ted Koppel, mm-hmm. and uh, I do remember asking him uh, a, a, a question. Uh, I said, "You know, Ted, um, what surprises me is that so many of the reporters seem to be liberal and lean toward Democrats, and I know that they're working for companies where clearly the owner is Republican and probably got more uh, interest in the Republican side of the of the political scene than the." And I find that fascinating. I wonder why it's that way. So, well, I'm not going to tell you what I am. I want I want you to understand, but I think I know why, mm-hmm. and it's because they grew up. Uh, at a time before they got to where they are with other people who were liberal and they they never changed it as they became more and more important yeah. uh, uh, they kept their liberal thinking and then he, he he mentioned i should get some lyndon johnson book that he was reading and how he uh, is very involved in working out uh, and his wife could not give up smoking so we we ran into him getting off the ship and as he was scurrying to get back on with some kind of a thing he had gone to the yeah then gone to the drugstore to get for her but um and then his uh his uh um producer was there with with his wife mm-hmm. and uh, they were they traveled the four of them traveled and ted talked actually he, he did a speaking part on the ship here oh, nice. but when we were in fez i think it was fez we were in or some place where we broke away from the group uh, you had a choice of either taking this particular tour and staying overnight a couple of times uh, nights or uh staying um on the uh ship and doing something else and the producer did 
Ted and his wife did not, but the producer and his wife did. And uh, that was the time when they served us pigeon, and Barbara had to know what it was. Uh, and uh, uh, Wait, pigeon? What was it? It was pigeon. Oh, they were serving. I got pigeon. it. It yeah. was pigeon, and she didn't want to eat. The, 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 we always had a, a deal. She always had to know what she was eating. Right. And I always wanted to know how it tasted before mm-hmm. I knew how what I was eating. So yeah. my, my feeling was I'm going to eat it, and if I don't like it, I'm not going to eat it. But I'm not going to, if somebody tells me it's a pigeon or, or whatever, I mean, I'm going to eat it uh, unless I don't like it. And uh, I, I will say I ate some interesting stuff that I didn't like, Did <laughs> but it, then I didn't eat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did pigeon taste like chicken? Yeah, I think so. I she wouldn't eat it. Uh, yeah, I, that, that it's it's. Uh, That's another thing. Like food is a big part of um, it traveling, is. right? It is. Oh, but we're, yeah. we we are not kind of Ford connoisseurs. We no. we don't have to go to the fanciest restaurant. We you know food is food as far as I'm concerned, um, as long as it's tasty and it does the job. Um, but you know you go to some countries and they have noodles for breakfast. Well, right. I don't want noodles for breakfast. I mean, I've never eaten noodles for breakfast, and I don't even know if my stomach could take noodles for breakfast, yeah. so don't do it. Are no. you telling me they don't have a Portillo's in Moscow? Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> um, we did run into McDonald's uh, in, uh, hmm. uh, where did we run into McDonald's? And They're everywhere. Oh, it was in Greece. I, th- I know for sure it was in Greece, and... Um, uh, in uh, in Athens, and after you've been traveling around eating a lot of different foods, McDonald's kind of comes in handy. Just to <laughs> right. sit down and have a hamburger. Yeah. It's a little no, bit of America taste. again. And I, I know more than once we ate at a Mc not not you know constantly, but yes. yeah, we'd stop. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. Well, mm. we had a we had a very interesting experience in Paris too because we had been walking around and doing a lot of stuff and. We weren't totally hungry, but we were we were uh, just modestly hungry, and so all we wanted was a little snack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't want a big meal, but anyway, um, we decided uh, we wanted to um, just have a, a snack. So we sat outside on a chair, and we I think we were ordering a cocktail and something small. But we didn't get around to it because somebody came out and said, "Oh no, you, this food is served inside," and so. So then the next thing you know, they lead us downstairs to a fancy uh, place where we're sitting at different tables. And and uh, so a um, uh, person came over, and I said, we just want something light to eat uh, and uh, a cocktail, which we were drinking, beer or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, as it turned out... Uh, Apparently, they were terribly offended if you weren't eating the big meal. And we had no right being down there. We had, we had evidence what we wanted. Well, anyway, the guy's giving us all kinds of gas. So I just got up and left. And Barbara, I left Barbara just sitting there. Uh, and she had to fight her way out. Yeah, high and dry. <laughs> well, I figured if, if, if I left, they'd, they'd let us alone. And she, they gave her a lot of gas, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, that was the experience. Yeah. What was uh what was Greece like? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, we we were very fortunate. Our travel agent at the time got us into a hotel where we could look out our bedroom window and see the Parthenon all lit up. Wow. And you you could while you're laying in bed you could watch the Parthenon, and then we did the Greek island tours too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
which was interesting because uh, one of the tours, uh, they were having a gay uh, tour uh, uh, cruise following uh, group that was coming in, and the the wait staff was was talking. Uh, apparently, the the guys were concerned, the waiters were concerned, uh, the uh, waitresses didn't weren't that concerned because in yeah. those days, gay was all men, yeah. um, and they were afraid that they would be uh, somewhat uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sized up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so. You keep going back to it. Like, uh, when was the last time you'd say you traveled? Well, we, we traveled country? just this past uh, winter. We went to uh, spend a week in Costa Rica. That's right. Which we had, we had never been to. Uh, and what I liked about it is it was, it was in uh, Central America. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've kind of lost interest in going into Europe now and even in Asia with all the terrorists and all the crazy stuff going on Um, so uh, we basically uh, decided this particular trip was a one-week trip uh, yeah, it was tough to get to uh, uh, San Jose, uh, Costa Rica was not easy from California. We had to go overnight, mm. fly overnight, and then rest. One, it took us two nights to get there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was uh, fun to see, uh, and we're looking for something this coming winter. Uh, the same group caravan, which is very, very reasonable, uh, has an interesting bunch of people. They're mainly blue-collar people. Um, uh, Friendly and, and nice, uh, uh, not uh, gross or, or uh, uh, obnoxious type people. Uh, yeah. Very, very friendly. Um, and uh, obviously not too many people traveled like we did. Uh, and so basically uh, we're interesting to them. With, we talk about different things we've seen. And, of course, I'm always interested in if somebody comes up with a place we haven't been to to uh, get a feel for how they how they uh, uh, feel about it. Uh, and there are some places that we didn't make only because they were canceled for whatever reason. And uh, that stands in my mind as something. Uh, someday, if I ever have the ability to just get on a plane and go to those different places, uh, yeah. it would be interesting to see. Um, but uh, traveling now, is it, it's harder as you get older. Uh, sure. Um, and, and even cruises... Uh, We've kind of lost a little interest in that because you're always eating at the same place and whatever. But again, when we were younger, we would, instead of going back to the ship when we'd be at a port, if it stayed late, it was a late departure, we would eat at a restaurant uh, where we were um, uh, cruising at whatever port we were at. We'd ask the ship if they knew of any good restaurants and they would recommend some. And uh, one of the places we stayed was at the Burj Al Arab in Dubai, which was uh, the stay but we ate there which Mm -hmm. was a really classy place uh very very interesting uh and uh uh the the ship gave us bad advice they said we could get a certain meal and it would be x amount of dollars well when we got there and we found that meal wasn't available it was x plus y plus z dollars here (laughs) so we ate one meal (laughs) we shared a meal rather than uh, yeah and that happened to us uh interestingly enough when we were uh, in Brazil at the uh, Aguasu Falls, which which is a big waterfall in in Brazil, mm-hmm. and uh, we were uh, at the hotel and we were had gotten. Uh, uh, 
tied in with another couple and we're at the pool and I ask them, uh, do you, you guys want a drink, you know, and, so, and somebody wanted a, a pina colada, you know, to sit at the pool and a beer and all that. So I ordered it and I just signed a, the thing. And then that night uh, we went to dinner, Barb and I, and um, uh, we went uh, to the bar uh, to have a cocktail before, and and she brought the um, the bill, and I said, you know, by the way, what is the uh, uh, the dollar equivalent of this here? Yeah. Whoa! It was. Uh, I'm going to say something like almost a hundred dollars for a couple beers or whatever and i thought oh my god now we're going to go into the restaurant what the heck are we going to eat yeah there was another meal we shared uh <laughs> and and, and I, I i'll never forget how uh, how expensive that 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 turned out to be that following day we went to mcdonald's <laughs> and we had a, a, a hamburger and uh french fries and uh uh, I'm going to say a malted milk or something like that, and that was close to seventy dollars. Uh, see, oops. It's okay. It's what happens happen. is the exchange rate changed. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she gets it. The ex- Everyone's gonna know who's calling now. <laughs> it was. Jared. Hopefully, the exchange rate had changed at that point in time. Yeah. Um, and nobody knew it. At least we didn't know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, close whoever that door. we were traveling with uh, didn't tell us. Maybe we, at Just that point now. we might have been on our own because we decided we were going to go from uh, Colombia, from um, Argentina to uh, the, which is on the west coast, uh, or was it the east coast, to um, uh, Caracas, Venezuela, not Venezuela. Uh, Brazil? Uh, uh, no, it's... Uh, Oh, uh, oh uh, uh, Guyana? Huh? Guyana? No, no. Uh, think of Argentina. Yeah. And then uh, it's a big country. It's long. Paraguay. Para- uh, no. Uruguay? It's a little country. Uruguay is a little country. Chile? Chile's Chile. west. Chile. Okay. That was yeah, it. Chile. We're going America. across. We were going across the, the mountains there. Uh-huh. We the started Andes. in Bariloche, and we were going across the Andes. And we had a boat, a bus, a boat, a bus. In other words, we'd, go, we'd get on um, a boat, and it would take us so far. Then we'd get off, and we'd get on a bus, and it would take us so far. Mm-hmm. And then we stayed overnight in a place called Paella or something like that mm-hmm. at a small hotel there uh, in the middle of the Andes. And then we got on a, uh, a bus or a boat, and a boat, a bus, and we ended up in in. Uh, 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 Chile. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, really interesting way to cross the Andes. Uh, ran into a, a couple. We didn't know who had won the the, uh, the um, uh, Super Bowl. It turned out that the Packers had won that year. Oh, had no it. idea who won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we like... were all alone doing. This was on us. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Some of the things we did on our own. We're interesting when we did Australia we, we did, that was a long time ago we that when we just rented a car at different places and we mm-hmm. would go see what they called city sites and gardens mm-hmm. so we'd go around and we'd see the different city sites and then we'd decide what we wanted to do on our own and then we'd rent a car and we'd go and we'd see those other places that we hadn't seen and um, we had a car and you had to drive on the right side of the road uh, the left side the of left the road, side. Yeah. which was interesting because when you walk down the street in a busy uh, city, 
people walked on the left side rather than the right side. If you think about it in the U.S., when you're walking down a sidewalk, it's on the right chances side. are you're walking on the right side, yeah. somebody's coming on you on the left side. Mm -hmm. It's the reverse. You're walking on the left side, somebody's <laughs> coming on you on the right so side. So he's like walking yeah, at people it's and It's very different. <laughs> yeah, very, very different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and you've done quite a bit of traveling here just in the U.S. Have you been to every yeah. state at this point? Uh, Montana is the only state I haven't been into on okay. land. No, I've been flight over, of course. Sure. But every state of the Union, including Hawaii, of course in Alaska mm -hmm. and, and and it's not like I said I'm going to go see every state it's just that yeah, the just places we went and the, and the travels we did uh, took us through every state right. and frankly we I could have seen Montana had I gone out of this uh, park here and I can't remember the name of the park um, to the north entrance rather than going to the south entrance or the east entrance mm -hmm. um, I would have been in in Montana but I, I never never have been in Montana the only state do you have a favorite place to visit in the u.s besides like here in california no i've got a, places i'm i want to visit yet on my bucket list oh, I, okay. I definitely want to go to charleston south carolina mm -hmm. and i think based on what i read in travel and leisure there's a highway 17 that takes you down to georgia and uh, we have to be careful, though, that we fly now to where we're going and, and don't go too far in a car because of Barbara's uh, health here situation mm -hmm. um, in terms of being able to travel. Uh, I personally would like to get in a car and just head in a certain direction and stop, uh, uh, see what's along the way, get off and, and see it and make no particular um, decision as to where I want to end up each night, yeah. but see where it takes me and then get a hotel um, mm -hmm. when I'm fairly close and you can do that easily with your iPhone and that. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm sure you're aware that Billy and I have uh, traveled to every Big Ten stadium to see a football and each year we would go to a different Big Ten stadium and I would drive uh, to pick him up at the airport wherever it was and then we go to the city that the, the game was held in and um, uh, we'd be there Friday noon roughly and then we'd spend the afternoon uh, looking around the campus and and then that night we'd be out partying with the everybody at the campus we saw some interesting scenes you watch uh, kids uh, uh, enjoying their alcohol yeah. and then uh, we would uh, go to the game the next day depending on how important the game was uh, we'd either get it at 10 o'clock or we'd get it at 1 o'clock or 5 o'clock and it could be 11 uh, whatever depending on what time zone we were in and then we would um, that night then basically we would uh, get back to the hotel late if again assuming we went to a later game and then um, uh, the following morning then I would take him to the airport and he'd fly uh, home and um, uh, I would uh, then drive home uh, we had one trip got aborted here we were supposed to go to Nebraska to watch uh, Nebraska play and I don't even know who they were playing and uh, Billy was supposed to fly from Los Angeles uh, to um, uh, the capital of Nebraska. And uh, I forget what the name of the capital is now. Um, but Omaha? It, huh? Omaha? No, it's not Omaha. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, but we were going to stay uh, uh, where, Nebraska, where the campus was. It wasn't in Lincoln, but it was right nearby, the next city up. And it could have been Omaha. No, it wasn't Omaha. Hmm. But anyway, um, he, he was delayed getting off the ground. And so I went to the Air Force Museum, which was right near uh, Lincoln. Hmm. And uh, then finally I found out 
he couldn't get off the ground. A terrorist uh, would, uh, had gone and was on a mission to shoot TSA agents. And, I remember that. Yeah, and Billy was right there. He saw the guy with the gun and everything, and he hid underneath, uh, and then he managed to scoot out, and they closed the airport, and yeah. people couldn't get their stuff until the next day. He had to come back to get his stuff the next day mm-hmm. uh, at the airport. Uh, and so he never made the trip. I just ended up driving back to Illinois, but right. uh, we did it the following year. We went to Nebraska and saw the game. Nice. Is there a place you'd recommend to to anybody, both just um, domestic and international? It's hard to say because right. it depends on what your interests are. Um, a lot of people who are good uh, golfers will will find where the best golf courses are, and that sure. turns them on. And, and to my honest, that's probably good that I didn't. I'm not a good golfer because it, it hasn't uh, made me uh, focus in that direction. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's so much to see, uh, and uh, basically, um, sure, there's some boring uh, countries, uh, states, you know, like in the center of the uh, versus. Uh, uh, you, you go, you go to, for example, you go to um, a, a Colorado, and from Chicago to Denver, it's boring as hell. But once you go uh, west of Denver and get into the mountains, it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's a, a lot to see on the West Coast uh, and uh, a lot to see on the East Coast. Uh, we have been up to New England, but um, like I said, it would be, and I've been down to Florida because we used to drive down there every year mm-hmm. uh, with the kids. But uh, Charleston is one city I've never been to, uh, and uh, there's a lot of Civil War uh, memorabilia there. We have been to Richmond, which has also a lot of Civil War memorabilia, and yeah. seen that. But uh, that, I, that will be something. Uh, there's another thing I, I want to do, and that is I want to go to uh, the U.S. Open, Tennis Open, mm. up in uh, uh, up in New York area, yeah, um, and uh, I was thinking of going there with your mother and, and Rick sometime. We mm. had talked about it. We just never got around to doing it. I know they like tennis tournaments, and uh, uh, having been to Wimbledon already, and and uh, Barbara and I were already in the uh, uh, the Australian Open through Merrill Lynch. We happened to be on a, a trip where we uh, happened to be in Australia at the time the Open was going on, and so we got to watch. Uh, some of the good players and drink a lot of good beer and get smashed as we were watching it. Well, I think yeah. I think that's a good place to yeah. end on. Yeah, um, Australia is a wonderful country to visit. Just oh, you know, they speak the language. There's a lot to see, and you can read the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And they're wonderful people. Uh, met a lot of great, really great people there. But uh, Wimbledon was interesting. You know, it, it, those kinds of places are once in a lifetime. You know, um, yeah. Uh, we've done uh, we've done uh, the Kentucky Derby. We did, and we did uh, uh, the Preakness. We didn't do the Belmont. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we've seen a, a lot of good. Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Horse races. Uh, the Breeders' Cup went to went to see the Breeders' Cup in uh, in uh, Northern California, and that was at a time when the fires came, yeah. and we had to rush back to our house to because mm-hmm. the fires were going on. It didn't didn't get us, but it was a scary time. That's California. It's yeah. happening right now. There's nothing. There's <laughs> nothing uh, you can't do if you are willing to uh, to do it. Um, 
And um, some things are pretty expensive, uh, but some things aren't that expensive. But the, the thing is, you just have to go with the flow. You, you know, you, but as you get older, you get you get the, you lose that uh, part of the uh, ambition to do sure. it. Uh, like I said, we'll probably. I don't know what we're going to do this year. I, Panama is clearly on my scale. I could do it. We've been to Panama before, but that was on a cruise, and we never really saw it completely. We we went on the road that was by the locks, mm -hmm. but we never went through the locks. Now, the problem is they have new locks now, um, but um, they are largely for large ships and uh, uh, mainly commercial containers uh, type stuff, not for tourists and, and tourist boats and things. They still use the old locks. Um, in our dine-around group where we're going tonight, one of the guys that in the group was instrumental in the design and uh, building of the new locks. Uh, and he, um, he actually have a little town there that they named after him. Uh, he's, uh, we're going to see him tonight. And uh, I've already shown him the, the um, uh, travel uh, itinerary for the trip and he said it's very nice except he recommended we we go a couple days early and go to the museum where the new locks are mm. where which is very up to date and uh, and stay in um, in the major city uh, uh, Panama City in a, at a nice hotel the problem with the caravan group you never really stay at in the major city you it says city but you're uh, on the outskirts basically because it costs too much to uh, pay for the uh, and they, it's all inclusive mm -hmm. is that you no but you know I think that's a good place to end it okay. um, yeah but thanks so much I learned a lot yeah. And um, ten after five after four. I'm gonna go to all those places now. Huh? I'm gonna go to all those places. Well, now. you won't, uh, because you, <laughs> you well, you won't be able to uh, yeah. if you think about it. Um, and if if I think back at it, uh, I would have infinitely more money than I have now if I hadn't done all that traveling and, and put eight children through college. Yeah, I bet it's worth it, though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So I don't have a yacht. I mean, yeah. what do I need one? I mean, the reality is I'm living the life I earned, and I'm very comfortable with it. There you go. Uh, and so what more can you ask, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll have more to talk about, but thanks for talking right. to me today, Bill. Take care. Take care.